here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. The Bible says, Jesus said that my word is truth and I sanctify them through your word. It's the truth that makes us right. It's getting the word into our mind and getting the word into our heart, getting the word into our life. And it says we do those things, we're going to be able to make wise and good and prudent decisions. Your word is truth. We believe that God's word is true. We believe in objective truth. We believe there's a right and there's a wrong. We are losing our country. The fabric of our country is eroding because we as a nation have traded truth for tolerance. Tolerance is the cry of the day, and truth gets laid aside. In today's message, Pastor Ed heralds the need for a commitment to truth. Jesus said, My word is truth. If we get His word into our lives, we will begin to make wise decisions. We will once again know the difference between right and wrong. We believe in objective truth. Are you committed to truth over tolerance? Now here's Pastor Ed with part two of today's message entitled, What is Truth? We live in a culture where everyone feels that we must tolerate everyone's view. We worship at the shrine of tolerance, so much so that we have lost our freedom of speech. You can't stand in the marketplace, in the public square, and say, there is only one way. What a contradiction. We must be tolerant, and everyone's tolerant except of Christians, who proclaim the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ. We're living in a culture where more and more our young people, our older people are being badgered every time you stand up for the truth, the way, and the life. We believe in the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ. I recognize that Jesus Christ is the only way and we're not going to get together with people and pray to all sorts of gods that don't exist, that are often inspired by the powers of darkness itself. Amen. Jesus Christ is truth incarnate. He is ultimate authority. You cannot understand life unless you understand it in the light of Jesus Christ. How do you make sense of suffering? How do you make sense of all the things that happen in this world? The best case for making sense of this world is Christianity. It has the best answers. And Jesus said, he is the truth. Life without Christ is meaningless. And that's why it seems like people are just caught in some type of web of confusion, some type of maze where they're going around and around and around. They don't know the meaning. They don't have a meaning to their life. And they just keep on looking for some purpose. Some are so caught up in pleasure. All they want is the pleasure of this world. And their philosophy is, let's eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. But Jesus is saying, no, I'm the creator, I'm the sustainer, I'm the one who made everything that is. And if you come to me, you'll find meaning. He is the truth. There's a quote that I skipped over that I'd like to read concerning truth. It's the first one. Not only does Christianity claim there is absolute truth, truth for everyone, everywhere, at all times. But it insists that truth about the world, reality, is that which corresponds to the way things really are. 
Christian truth claims really correspond to the state of affairs about which they claim to inform us. There is truth. I know that our culture has abandoned the idea of truth. They say there are no absolutes. But that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's insane to think that there's no truth. Young people, when they teach you that at college, if you go to a secular college or in high school, and they say, well, there's no such thing as absolutes, no such thing as truth. Why don't you go at the end of the year, and maybe they mark just wrong on some exams. And I said, listen, I want to contend with you. That was a right answer. Well, that's not a right answer. Well, your truth is different than my truth. This is truth to me. <laughs> I mean, come on. It doesn't make sense. Does it make sense? If there's no God, this world is in great, great trouble. If there's, once you take God out of the picture, once God is no longer in the picture, we're living in a world of chaotic mess. We're living in a culture of disaster. Uh, we really are going and headed towards great danger. We may rip the Ten Commandments off all of our state buildings and take it out of all of our courtrooms. We may rip all of the religious heritage out of our history books and try and rewrite history. But it doesn't change the facts. It doesn't change the fact that God, the eternal God, set the Ten Commandments in time and space and eternity. And man will have to give account to him. Jesus is telling Pilate that he is the truth, that he came to bear witness to that truth. Years ago, you remember the movie, Oh God? John Denver asked George Burns, who plays God in that movie, he asked him about Jesus. He said, what about Jesus? Was he your son? George Burns says, yes. Then there's a pause. And Mr. Burns continues. And so was Buddha. And so was Muhammad. And so he goes on. He was expressing the view of many Americans that there are so many different ways to God. All you have to do is simply be sincere. There was a pastor who had gone to a, a church where it was a new pastor there. And he talked to one of the deacons. And one of the deacons was talking to him. He said, oh, you have to be careful of so-and-so who teaches Sunday school class. She believes in the doctrine of sincerity. He said, what do you mean the doctrine of sincerity? He didn't know. No, the doctrine of sincerity. As long as you're sincere, you're going to get to heaven. You could believe in Buddha. You could believe in Mohammed. No, 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 no. Would you want your doctor, if you went to your doctor and you were gravely ill, he didn't want to hurt your feelings. So he said, you know, it's not that bad. Don't worry. Take some pills and go home. Or would you want the truth? We're afraid to give the truth. We've actually said there is no such thing as truth. But the Bible says there is. And I'm going to stand with God and not with this culture. Now, think about it. If there was no such thing as God, if there was no truth, you're at home and some spider comes running across your bedroom headed towards your bed. And you just kill the thing. 
And you happen to look out in your backyard and that pesty neighbor's child is playing in your backyard making a mess. So you take your gun out and you shoot him. Well, if we're all from some primeval slime and we're all some creature, what does it matter? If we're all some mistake and some accident that somehow in some big explosion it all happened to come together, oh, yeah, yeah, you know? Then, if that's the truth, what is our basis for ethics? What is our basis for morality? What is our basis for right and wrong? What makes an ant not as valuable as a human being? See, a human being we know was made in the image of God, and we're told in the Bible not to murder. So you have to go to the scriptures. You have to go to the truth of God's word. You have to go to the Bible. Because it's only in the word of God that you can base and build an ethic from. We call terrorists freedom fighters. Terrorists who kill innocent citizens. Because when President Bush, after 9-11, called it evil, huh, there were so many who just lamb-blasted him. And said, no, you can't call it evil. Well, give me a break. That's evil. That's sin. That's what the Bible identifies as wrong. I think so many times we get caught up into this culture and what we're doing is we're just getting sucked in and saying, you know, I'm just, gonna, uh, I'm just not going to make waves. I'm not going to disturb anybody. I want to be politically correct. The apostles could have done that. We would have never heard about Jesus. They could have said, listen, we're not going to disturb the leadership in Jerusalem. We're not going to upset them by telling them the truth. We're not going to upset them by making Jesus Christ the exclusive claims of his. No, they were bold. I'm not talking about being rude. I'm talking about being bold. There's a big difference. Being truthful. In Acts chapter 4, 12, it says... There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. There's only one name that you and I could find salvation in, and that's Jesus Christ. No one, no one, no one else. It's a personal relationship with God. That is the only way a man can be right with God. The only way a woman can be right with God. The only way we could be accepted into heaven. You may be a good moral person, but that won't get you to heaven. You may be the kindest person on your block. You may be the most generous person in your family. You may be the most religious person in your community. It doesn't matter. What matters is a relationship with God. Charles Colson said, Christianity... It's not some religious structure or social institution. It is not merely a set of beliefs or creeds about the nature of reality. The Christian faith rests on the truth, ultimate reality. The Christian experience begins with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it all begins. Jesus is a king, and his kingdom is truth, a kingdom of truth. In John 18, 36, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. Jesus was saying, 
is people who follow him are going to live in the truth. They're not going to live in a lie. People are walking in an illusion. They're following a fantasy. They're living a lie. We as a nation have believed Satan. We have bought into the father of lies. And you look at our whole nation. Why are we having all the problems that we're having? Is anybody home upstairs? Does the elevator go all the way up? I don't think so. What's happening in our nation from the court system to the political system to the educational system to the church system, all across the board, what people have done is they have literally forsaken the truth and they have bought into a lie. We are going to have to recognize that truth means there are incorrect answers. Not every opposing views can't be true. Not everybody's going to be right. What's happening is Educational institutions, secular, have taken over the educational system. An incredible challenge where your teachers are challenging you, where your schools are challenging you, where the culture is challenging you. There's so little good on television. There's so little good in our system. Now, there are some good things. I'm not saying there isn't some good things, but there's so little of it. And what is happening is you're... Teachers are going in and saying, listen, it's okay to have premarital sex. It's your choice. It's your body. It's okay to have fornication or adultery. In fact, be a homosexual. It's all right. There's no problem with it. Well, that's what the educational system is saying. That's what the political system is saying. That's what Hollywood is portraying. But you know, when you come into church and someone says, you know, pastor says don't steal don't rob yeah that's wrong and no i shouldn't steal i shouldn't rob only on certain occasions you know Uh, and then all of a sudden they say morality don't commit adultery don't commit fornication don't be homosexual you say wait 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 wait. we weren't taught that in school we weren't taught that on television yeah i know you weren't but the bible is true that's our basis for ethics That's what we've decided to build our lives on. And what the culture is saying is wrong. It doesn't matter what the culture is saying. Someday, this culture is going to be judged. What's happening on Wall Street and what's happening on Main Street and what's happening in our state government, what's happening in our national government, what's happening all in our institutions is we have forsaken the truth the way and the life we've abandoned the foundations and when you abandon the foundations don't you expect that we were built as a democracy we were to be built on values and truth and righteousness and without that we can't exist we're seeing the foundations beginning to shake right through our whole nation people on wall street say listen I want to satisfy my hunger for more money. So what if I cheat? So what if I get some early information and make some investments? So what if I break the laws? There's no God. There's no such thing as truth. What feels good for me, that's good for me. That's the attitude of our whole culture. So we see all of these things, this ripple effect going through our whole nation. And people are walking around saying, well, yeah, what's happening here? 
what's happening is we are suffering the consequence of our forsaking of God, forsaking of truth, forsaking of the righteous. And as we do that, we will suffer the consequence. We will see the judgment come upon us as a people. It's just a natural result of turning our back on God, a natural result of breaking and disobeying God's laws. You know... Deep in our hearts, God has put a knowledge of his truth. Deep in our hearts, God has put a knowledge of right and wrong. We can sear our conscience. We can somehow deaden our conscience so that we don't hear God. And Chuck Colson describes that in a film by Woody Allen called Crimes and Misdemeanors. It's a story of Judah Rosenthal, who's a prosperous doctor. And this prosperous man is having uh, an affair with some mistress. And he intercepts a letter that she sends or sending to his wife. And she plans to expose him. And he becomes furious and angry and frightened at the same time so he goes to his rabbi and his rabbi says repent just turn around you know make things right so he's thinking about that but then he goes to his brother and his brother is connected with the mob his brother said just murder her (laughs) and so he goes with his brother's advice now at first he murders has his mistress murdered and um, he's terribly guilty and, and A good part of the movie deals with his guilt and anguish, but towards the end of the movie, it begins to change. And I want to read to you um, Chuck Colson's words. Judah's guilt fades. His life is rich and full. His business thrives. He lies to his rabbi friend. He feels wonderful, better than ever. The film ends with Judah back on top at peace with himself and his world. And the lesson is plain. Judah committed two murders. He killed not only his mistress, but his own conscience as well. That's what we're doing as a nation. We're killing, searing our conscience. Tolerance has so distorted our thinking that we are calling right wrong and wrong right. And God forbid anybody would stand up and challenge us Challenge the nation. Our freedom of speech is lost. And tolerance is intolerant of Christians. I want to read to you Romans. Romans chapter 1, verse 18, verse and 25. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. I really feel bad for future generations if Jesus is going to tarry. We are destroying literally the culture. And Christians need to speak up at work, at school, in your business, at the water cooler. Do it in a, in a kind but bold fashion. Do it in a way that's truthful, but yet challenging. 
Don't be silent. God has called the church to be a lighthouse. It's called it to be salt to a decaying world. It's called it to be a witness to the lost. And that will cost you something. Mom, dad, don't let your children wander in the world and find their way themselves. Help lead and direct them. The Bible says, Jesus said that my word is truth and I sanctify them through your word. It's the truth that makes us right. It's getting the word into our mind and getting the word into our heart, getting the word into our life. And it says we do those things, we're going to be able to make wise and good and prudent decisions. Your word is truth. We believe that God's word is true. We believe in objective truth. We believe there's a right and there's a wrong. We believe there's a day of judgment. We believe that God is going to come back someday, just as the Bible said. You know, sometimes we feel like, oh, we can't speak up or and say anything. And part of the reason for that is there's a strategized, I believe, warfare from the pit of hell against Christians. Richard Dawkins, an Oxford scholar, said concerning 9-11... He says, it was religious fanaticism, he said, to fill a world with the religion of the religious, religions of Abrahamic kind is like littering the streets with loaded guns. Do not be surprised if they are used. What he was doing was he was putting Christians with Muslims. Do you know if you're a real Christian, you're a fundamentalist? Don't be afraid of that word. Fundamentalist in the sense of you believe in the cardinal doctrines of the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed. You believe that Jesus is God, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, that he's coming back one day, and that the world will be judged, and salvation is found in him and him alone. I just want to plead with you that there would be a radical Christianity about you, a radical Christianity about us, that we would be a place that guard and keep the truths of Scripture. Now, I don't want to get off too far, but I just want to encourage you, spend more time with the Bible than you do with your TV. Spend more time with prayer than you do with just simply socializing. Socialize, enjoy yourself, but spend time with God. Just spend time with Him. What's happening in our culture is people have bought into the idea of the moment. We only have the moment. You could see that in the way we're rewriting the past. We're eliminating history. It's saying history is not important. And really, we're eliminating the future as well. We're saying all that matters right now is today. So live, drink, and be merry. So that's why our national deficit keeps on going up and going up and on up. And we're not thinking about future generations. We're just thinking about gratifying our needs right now. We've lost the will to sacrifice. We've lost the will to do without. We've lost the idea of being frugal. We've lost the idea that maybe we have to sacrifice for future generations. No, no, we're just living for the moment. That moment is going to be gone in just a second. It's going to be over with. Whether it's 60 years or 70 years or 80 years, whatever God gives. But there's an eternity forever and ever and ever that's going to last forever. And only what we do for eternity will count. So make your decisions to serve God and live for Him. If you're listening today and you've recently placed your faith in Jesus, 
This has been a perfect message for you. The Gospel of John is one of the very best places in the whole of the Bible for new believers to begin studying. And it's not just for new believers either. For those of us who have walked with Jesus for some time, it's always a wonderful reminder of who we're following. You've been listening to Voice of Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you'll find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Voice of Faith and to access an archive of messages, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Voice of Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Voice of Faith.